Welcome to All Write in Sin City, a podcast about writers and writing in the Windsor, Detroit region. Your podcasters today are Irene Moore Davis, author, educator, and local historian, Sarah Jarvis, former bookseller, publishing rep, and literary festival chair, and me, Kim Conklin, Windsor based writer and filmmaker. recording takes place online in the era of safe physical distancing. Our guest today is Alice Aspinall. Alice Aspinall is a high school mathematics educator and author who lives in Windsor, Ontario. She loves spending time with her husband and two children, reading books, playing math games, and exploring the outdoors. She's a strong advocate of the growth mindset. She's constantly looking for ways to build young people's confidence in math and to make math fun, challenging, and satisfying including through her very cool YouTube channel, Mrs. A Loves Math. Alice is also a champion for females in STEM. She believes everyone can learn math and she's on a mission to prove it. So her book, Everyone Can Learn Math, has been released by EduMatch Publishing. Welcome, Alice. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm happy to be here. Happy that you're here. So a fun fact about your book, Everyone Can Learn Math, it's not a math book per se. It's a storybook about a girl who thinks that she can't solve a math problem. What inspired you to write that book? Uh, yes, Everyone Can Learn Math is a children's picture book, so it's a storybook. I was inspired to write the book a couple over two years ago now when I had a lot of friends with young children talking about how they wanted to raise their children without a fear of math like they had. And so they would come to me knowing that I have a math background and I'm very much, um, you know, involved in mathematics. And they would ask me how they can raise a child that's not going to be like them who hated math. And so I, I was out on a mission to look for a children's book as I do with any other big milestone that my little kids have, like the potty training book, the you're going to be a big sister book, right? And so I was looking for one about uh, liking math or enjoying math, but uh, specific to math. And I couldn't find one that was specific to math. I could only find like a lot of growth mindset books, but nothing specific to math. So then that's where this vision and dream sort of um, came from. And the, the rest is history. Then a lot of, a lot of work ensued afterward. Had you been involved in writing prior to taking on this project? Uh, so not professionally. I was, um, I, I do have a English uh, literature minor and I taught English in high school as well. Um, at the beginning of my career, I also taught English, not just math. So I do have a, a little bit of an English um, background, but I wasn't writing professionally, um, but I did enjoy it in high school. And so I took sort of my, uh, all of my education in, in English and applied that here. Well, as one of those people who feared math, I think it's very cool. How has the book been received? I think the book has been uh, really well received. The children's uh, book market is saturated and it's a really hard market to, to get into, but I have the advantage of being on the education side. So um, it, it is, um, like a lot of teachers and, and educators, principals have, have really taken well to the book and as well as parents, but there has to be a need for that, um, looking for that math 
um, culture and wanting to learn more about math to have an interest in the book. Um, I, I'm told that it's done well. It's sold a lot of copies and it, it did start off as a self-published book and then was taken on by a publisher. So I was really happy about that. I think that bodes well. Aesthetically, the book is quite beautiful. Could you tell us about Bader? What was it like working with her? So the illustrator, Alexandria Massey, she was a former student at the high school where I teach, and she's currently on a full ride scholarship at the Nova Scotia School for the Arts. Um, she, uh, in her, at the end of high school, I had approached her and asked her if she, if I could commission her to do this for me, and we brainstormed together. She did a wonderful job at really taking my vision and putting it down into this sort of simplistic watercolor um, style, which is really what I liked about her artwork. And um, she, she's also very good at offering suggestions when, you know, when you can't quite get the, the image out that you're trying to get, she was really good at um, giving some suggestions and exploring some ideas with me. So we worked really well together. And I'm actually working on my second book and she's done the illustrations for the second book as well, because she did such a fantastic job the first time around. And I think that we really make a good team. She's very talented. She is very talented. And for those who don't know, uh, who aren't from around here, Alexandria is the daughter of Brian Massey, one of our local members of parliament. So that's kind of a cool fact. Very cool. She's a lovely young woman, um, very well-spoken and mature. And um, I, I wish her a lot of success. I think now she has done some other books as well. And I'm really proud of her. I think she's doing really well for herself. Where can people find your book? Everyone can learn math. My book is available on all online bookstores, uh, Amazon, Indigo Chapters, if you're in Canada, if you're in the US, Barnes and Noble. Um, locally in Windsor, Essex, the book is available at both Indigos, so at uh, Devonshire Mall and in Lakeshore. And it's also available in some small local shops like the Dandelion and at the train station in Essex. And um, I think, those are the two. Oh, and also, sorry, Storytellers in Windsor, the bookstore in Windsor. So you mentioned your next project. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that's going to be? Yes. So the next book is going to be called Let's Explore Math. And so I've taken the same characters, uh, added in another one, uh, and the children are exploring some math problems that are coming up in their everyday playing. And it's um, broken up into four parts. So there's multiplication, division, fractions, and money problems in the book. So it's like a four part in one. And um, there's, it's, it, there's more math in this one. So there, there's some visuals, math visuals, how to break down the math to help children so they can also work through it. And there's a guide in the back for um, extra reading, extra questions, how to answer the problems differently, how can, how can you help your children work through the thinking in these problems. So it's a little bit different. It also explores not just the growth mindset aspect like the first one, but um, brain breaks. So the idea of um, taking a break when you're frustrated and different uh, ways that you can calm yourself down when you're not feeling good. So math anxiety is fairly common. A lot of people have negative feelings about math. With the pandemic and varying degrees of homeschooling, there have been a lot of parents feeling pressure around helping their kids with math. What's the best advice that you can give to parents about working through their own fear of math so that they can be helpful to their kids? I think 
that you're spot on. There is a lot of math anxiety and especially in our generation, um, people who are raising young children now are feeling very overwhelmed because they, they have this um, engraved math anxiety that started very young for them as well. I think parents need to focus first on changing their own mindset about mathematics, realizing that just because they struggled with it before doesn't mean it has to continue to be that way for them, nor does it have to be that way for their children. And I think that's really the message that we need to send to our children. Just because I struggle with something, I don't want that for my children. I want my children to not struggle with things that I struggled with. So parents, I, I first recommend they focus on the language, the vocabulary that they use around their children in regard to math. We don't want to use negative uh, language or stereotypes around math. It's kind of like the analogy that I use is if you have young girls, we're told about uh, body image and how not to portray a negative body image to our young girls growing up, right? Specifically girls. And so we want to do the same with our math anxiety. We don't want to perpetuate that idea onto our children and, and tell them that we were never good at math. Instead, we want to spin it like this was hard for me, but let's try it again together now. Maybe we could learn it together. I, I never really learned this topic well, but are you willing to help me so that I can learn it now? like very open-minded and wanting to learn along with your children. Because I think even if you, you thought you couldn't do math before, as we age and mature, we learn things differently. And sometimes the second or third time around, we learn it better than we did the first time. So it's never too late for us, even as adults, to learn something new. So why not learn that math with our children if we couldn't do it before? Would you like to read something for our listeners? Uh, sure. Let me, I have it right here. So here's my hardcover. It's a beautiful book. Thank you very much. So let me flip through. So I'll read from uh, this scene when the children are in the classroom with their teacher. And this is after the main character, Amy here, she had had these experiences with her friends that had taught her about um, approaching math with a better mindset like we do with other things that we struggle with in life. And she had gone through this with her teacher and her teacher encouraged her to try the, the math problem that she was struggling with one more time. So I'll read a, a little bit from, this, from these two pages. Mrs. Garcia smiles, only if you promise to work through the problems when you get stuck. Try using a different method when you are frustrated. Instead of thinking of the candies as one large group, try working with the three groups you have in the beginning. Amy nods. She is thankful that her teacher believes in her even when she has given up on herself. And so after this, Amy goes on to try her math problem again and is successful and that's, that is the end of our story. Very good. Thank you for being with us, Alice Aspinall and best wishes this school year. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here with you all. And I had a really good time talking about my book. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Look for more episodes of All Right in Sin City wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out our website, allrightinsincity.com. For information and announcements of new podcasts, sign up to our email list or follow us on Facebook and Twitter.